the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So we come to this beautiful moment in our journey through the travel of the church here, where we have completed the 40 days of the fast. Today is termed by the church also the beginning of the cross, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Today we confirm the truth of the general resurrection, the raising of Lazarus. Uh, Holy Week then is bordered by two lights, the darkness of Holy Week. We see the light of the raising of Lazarus from the tomb. We see the resurrection of Christ. So two lights border uh, our journey through Holy Week. And we feel today uh, here today, that de de death begins to tremble. It begins to shake. Last night, uh, the canon of Lazarus, which I encourage you to come to at some point in your Christian journey, because it says the belly of Hades was cut open. And Hades cried, take him out quickly so others don't go. So this trembling of, of Hades, Death is the, is, has been the great uh, hold that the evil one has had on humanity. Today, that death trembles. It's losing its grip. So we, get, we have this kind of sense of the power of God overcoming the very enemy that, is, that has uh, trapped man for centuries. Let us walk through the account a bit and see uh, what we can gain from that. Um, we see that the delay of Christ coming to Lazarus, his friend, was purposeful. We, say, we hear the words that the Son of Man may be glorified. So we, we see this uh, sense of all the people in, in Christ's uh, life uh, are always kind of demanding something of him but he knows something greater uh, of them. Um, so we have this sense of, of God knowing, yes, Lazarus was sick and he could have healed him. But that was not the point. The point was to show that he had the power over death. So he delayed to so that his power would be glorified. Lazarus was four days in the tombs, four days in the tomb, and so there was a stench. There was no doubt of this miracle. That was the reason for four days. Uh, others had raised the dead, but it had not been for four days. It had been quickly after their death, they'd been raised. But in this case, the Lord wanted to make sure that everybody knew that Lazarus had departed this life. Mary and Martha say, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. So we here see two things in this. One is that they knew he had the power over sickness. They knew this. If you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. So Lord, you, we knew this. But then what they didn't understand was the power he had over death. And then he comes to the tomb, uh, and we hear these words, the shortest uh, sentence in the Bible, Jesus wept. It's a very powerful moment. Uh, he shows in his 
humanity the importance of weeping at death. I think that should, we, we, when somebody passes, we weep because death has taken someone from us. And this is, this is the position Christ holds here. My friend has died, and I see everybody around me sad, and I too am sad. And those, that sadness produces tears in Christ. But perhaps it's more than that, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And so we hear these words uh, from the crowd. See how he loved him. You know, this is an important moment in this life, because uh, in Christ's life and his testimony to us, because, you know, we see these moments of Christ's great victories over uh, the demons, over sin, over uh, a, a quick death, over things that... Uh, and we see this powerful God operating. But here we see this tender moment in his life where he weeps for his friend. You know, this is... We need to understand how personal our faith is. Because this is a moment of a very personal relationship that Christ had with Lazarus and Mary and Martha. And this is, we need to understand that that's the depth of a relationship that he wants with us. This, this sense of being intimately connected to everything in your life. And then he says, Father, I think, thank you that you have heard me, that they may believe that you have sent me. And this, this moment of reference to the Father uh, continually affirms this action of the, the work of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit always together, that there's three persons and one power, one action, with the three involved all the time. Everything comes from the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit. We understand this action, and Christ affirms it in this moment. Uh, and then he says this, this word, Lazarus, come forth. He uses his name. Do you want to hear that? Elsa, come forth. You want to hear that from our Lord? Lord, I want... Say my name. Say my name. You know that story in the, the account in the scripture where Lazarus, the poor man, is at the uh, foot of the rich man and they die. And Lazarus is in paradise and the rich man is in uh, torment. If you notice in that story, there's only one name named. Lazarus. They don't even name the rich man. He just called the rich man. So this is what we want. We want to hear the word. Our, we want to hear our name pronounced by God. So this should encourage us to, to kind of keep on the path. Uh, then he's raised hand and foot and the grave clothes. He comes out of the tomb, and you see that in the icon, with grave clothes on. Uh, and the saints, uh, the, the commentary on this is that Lazarus was resuscitated. 
because he's going to die again. He still has his grave clothes on. This is in contrast to Christ's resurrection because when he rose from the dead, the grave clothes were in the grave. He came out free from the grave clothes. So we, we see this kind of beginning of Christ's victory over death, and the final victory is his own resurrection where he will not die again. So just a few comments, uh, and then we'll move forward here. Um, this word, see how he loved him. That God loves all mankind, but specifically today, we should take this, that God loves you. God loves you. I remember Father Hopko, I can't remember what talk he gave, but he said, God's love is ruthless. Remember that? Ruthless. It just comes. You can't get away from it. He will give it to you and not relent. He's ruthless with his love. And this is a powerful thing for us to understand that we, as we move forward in our life together, we need to give God room to love us. To love you. You know, we have all these things. I, I'm too slothful, I'm too sinful, I'm too busy, I'm too, what am I? That I don't just stop and let God love me? That we need to open that door sometimes. So, because we see here how intimately he desires to be with us. His tears, these are some comments from Father Alexander Shemaim. His tears are in light of the tragedy of death. His triumph over his prized creation, mankind, and over all creation. So Jesus weeps over this tragedy of death. This was not the intention at creation. The intention was man and, and woman would be king and queen over creation and, and, and flourish in paradise. So this is the part of the tears here, these holy tears, are tears uh, that we see and understand as God um, experiencing the sadness of his creation being uh, subject to death. And then the stench highlights the destruction of death over life. But, beloved, this is where Christ God meets his enemy, on his territory, at death. Go ahead and take, take my friend. Go ahead and take him. And he's going to do this with his own death. Take him. I'm going to let you have your way here. Take my friend. I'm going to stand in front of that friend of mine, Lazarus, and I'm going to raise him from the dead. I'm going to take that sting of death away from you, the evil one. So we need to understand that Christ comes to us, beloved, in crisis, in tragedy, in trouble, where there's no hope, where things stink. That's where he shows up. That's where he shows up. And he says, I stand with you in this trouble, in this struggle you have, and I will, I will, you'll become more than an overcomer. 
you'll become more than an overcomer. Because I will be with you here. We need to understand how beautiful this is. So let me conclude with these words from Father Alexander. He says, the power of, uh, we need to understand the power of God's love. The power that brought tears to Christ is the same power that brought Lazarus back to life. The power of love. The power of resurrection is not a divine power in itself, but the power of love. Or rather, love as power. God is love, and love is life. Love creates life. It is love that weeps at the grave. It's love that restores life. This is the meaning of the divine tears of Christ. In them, love is at work again, recreating, redeeming, restoring the darkened life of man. Lazarus, come forth. This is why Lazarus Saturday is the beginning of both the cross as the supreme sacrifice of love and the resurrection as the ultimate triumph of love. Christ, the joy, the truth, and the light of all, the life of the world and the resurrection has appeared in his love to those on earth. He has become the image of our resurrection, granting divine forgiveness to all. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you all.